Hello, and welcome to another edition of Friends with Wheels. My guests today are Damon Wandke and Kyan Flint from Wandke Consulting. They focus on accessibility work in the business for businesses and organizations. That is, how do businesses and organizations make their space accessible for people with disabilities? I'm really excited to not only get to know them and their level of advocacy work and involvement, but also like how they, how their company helps people with disabilities in that regard. So I, so I hope you sit back and enjoy this podcast episode. Okay. Okay, so like I said, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to do this podcast. And if I could just get you both to um, just kind of talk a little bit about yourselves and how you guys got involved in sort of like advocacy work, um, what, yeah, stuff like that. Um, Basically, what got you to where you are today in terms of advocacy? Okay. Damon Wonky. I am my own consulting company where we do accessibility consulting and training. And I teach disability studies, what good life is. I high school I leadership. And I remember student body president and waited way over her people say I think Damon can do the job. I think he qualified, but I don't think he can do it because of his disability. So that really set me on my duty. Now I did a lot of volunteer work. I planned a lot of disability awareness in college. I started the disability awareness became a student-run disability and I got an idea and set for Okay, so hi, I'm Kyan Flint, and I am currently the Director of Accessibility with Wonky Consulting, but getting to that point was a journey in itself. I've grown up with multiple disabilities. I use a wheelchair for mobility, and I'm also legally blind, so navigating a world that wasn't necessarily created with disability in mind has uh, had me encounter so many barriers and so having to think outside the box and learn how to advocate for myself has just naturally become a part of who I am and I also love teaching and educating and sharing about accessibility so I've been able to take what I've learned as an advocate for myself 
and flipping it around and being an advocate and an ally to others with disabilities as well. And my advocacy journey, even though I've been an advocate for myself all my life, it really took off when I went to college. I felt like when I went to a university, I, the Americans with Disabilities Act had already been around for about 20 years. And so when I arrived on the campus, I was by myself. I no longer had my parents as advocates alongside me. I had to do it on my own. And there were a lot of barriers that I wasn't exactly prepared for. And that made my education experience a little more challenging than I had hoped for. And that really helped me grow as an advocate and find my voice. I also studied political science and disability was not really represented at all in the course curriculum. So I did a lot of studying on my own to parallel what I was learning with the disability community. And I wrote a ton of papers on disability rights and just disability rights movement. And I learned a lot that I had never learned before. Uh, and that also helped me grow in my advocacy work. And then because of being a student at Western, I met Damon and then later we I we connected, reconnected at a coffee shop and we might talk more about our our love. All three of us love coffee. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I entered back into um, knowing who Damon is and was invited along on the journey of being an advocate for my job. Mm-hmm. I see. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff there. Um, if I could just start um, with with what with uh, uh, Damon, like um, what kind of uh, um, I I know that I was looking at the website and it um, focuses on like providing you know accessibility for organization. Um, it's it, it focuses on providing accessibility. Um, for organizations to provide for people with disabilities. So I'm curious to like get your take on like why the business model, why the organization model, why is that like sort of the struct, why is why the why that structure compared to like other methods and approaches? Yeah, so let me give you a little background. As more company. We visited multiple times on the way. So I started my company on a working website for people with disabilities. And the idea was that after someone with a disability booked the hotel, they would do a review and we would start building out data on what we tell men specific accessibility needs. But without a lot of people booking hotels, we couldn't really be that one. We visited once in that morning, but then we decided to focus on business business. Instead of being um, I had a background before that working as 
get that um like so i want to get into like how do you provide those tools for those for those organizations for those businesses to thrive because you have to look at um like what kind of tools and things do most businesses need in terms of accessibility for individuals with disabilities so because let's face it a lot of a lot of organizations and businesses don't have those resources to to provide for those individuals at you know different businesses or companies or stuff like that so how do you go about providing those tools what sort of help do you guys get stuff like that Try 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Um what are some of the uh and I'll get to you Kayan in a minute. But uh, what are some cha challenges with providing, you know, that kind of accessibility and and stuff like like that? How do you go about addressing those issues? Um that's a very broad question. Um, but it depends on the needs and like for example, let's book it on website. We will tap the website with both technical testing and functional testing to make sure that the website meets the web content acceptability guidelines and then put together a detailed report of every accessibility issue the impact and what we need to make make it more simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's that's an important piece. Um, okay, as promised, uh, Kayan, I'll I'll get to you. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, you're obviously are the director of accessibility, and. I just want to get your sense of like what's your role in 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 that position. Yeah. My role I do a lot of the trainings and education for businesses. So when a business comes to us and they want to incorporate accessibility or disability inclusion into their best practices, I will create a customized training for them that goes along with what they do. So if it's a restaurant, it will be more uh, hospitality related. Um, we've done some specifics for hotels. I've done specifics for HR or just smaller nonprofits. And that is that's a lot of what I do, but then I also do a lot of behind the scenes of uh, helping if we need to create a resource or uh, reading organizations policy to make sure that it's inclusive or accessible or ensuring that people with disabilities are included in safety plans. So it's, it's really going alongside the business that wants to become more accessible and more inclusive and talking with them and helping them learn and grow and allowing them to ask questions and being that so-called expert in sharing about accessibility and my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me, it's because I have a lot of questions that, that might seem repetitive. Although it, it might be already covered. I don't know. Um, me writing questions. Uh, anyway, um, like when sort of thinking about what needs to be prioritized in terms of accessibility, um, do you like, 
what what sort of cooperation or collaboration do you work with to pr to provide um, you know accessibility in in the workplace and in the organi organization? So one would be a group presentation, a group webinar, inviting a large group of people from one or multiple organizations to learn about a specific topic, disability awareness, talk about ableism, and then opening it up for Q&A. So that's one way. Another way would be like coaching hours. So just meeting with someone for a half an hour, for an hour, and discussing what they need and then providing them with resources. We've also created on-demand modules, so more on the at-your-own-pace. So instead of me being a live webinar, it's smaller chunks of information that people can go through and learn at their on their own time. Uh, sometimes it's just answering questions via email, being available to talk to people. Um, Damon and I both say that we're very open books and that we like to answer questions. This is our job. We also share that not every disabled person wants to answer any questions. So we're not all encyclopedias ready to answer your questions, but that's what Damon and I do. And we love to provide that safe, safe space. Uh, at the time of filming or recording this, uh, tomorrow we have a workshop that we will be providing where it will be going and like deconstructing answer or questions that have been uh, asked of the people that we're speaking with and I'm trying to answer those questions and help bring in universal design inclusivity into their best practices. And so we, we like to work a lot with the actual person instead of just handing resources, which we do provide resources, but instead of just giving documentation, we like to work through things with people because I think humans naturally have questions. And I think it's also super important that both Damon and myself, we have disabilities and they're different from each other. And then we also have a ton of friends, other uh, business owners, advocacy leaders that also have disabilities that we can direct people in their direction if we don't know. So a lot of it has to do with networking and just learning and growing from each other, which I think is super important. I, I honestly believe that the more people want to know about disability, the better accessibility will become because it will become less of an unknown, less of a scary topic. And so like Damon and I being there and being like disability is just a part of life, showing that we can provide solutions to the barriers uh, if people can come alongside us is super important because we're just showing that we're humans too and we want the same access as everyone else. Because mm -hmm. I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, like it's it's also important to like engage the public with like issues regarding not just accessibility in general but the the business aspect of it. I'm curious to like see what what your take is on that. Do you like engage with the public on these issues whether disability or like stuff to do with business, you know, the business aspect of accessibility. So what what's your take on that? What I'm trying to 
So for me, I absolutely love engaging with people, whether that be a person representing a business or an individual person. I just really love sharing about accessibility and removing barriers in general. And being with and speaking with people is a part of my passion. And so uh, whether I'm making a business more accessible so they have a better service or uh, better access for their employees, or if I'm working with an individual uh, to help connect them with better resources or uh, what they need to grow, uh, both, both are passions of mine because I think both are super important. Uh, there's a lot of barriers that are in the business sector. And so by removing those, that would also in turn help individuals who are seeking those services, but then also helping the individual be able to brainstorm and think outside the box and, and know how to navigate that inaccessible world until hopefully one day it becomes successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, you have to like, think about what are some ways that we can really make sort of an inclusive environment for everyone, not just like in places where you work, but everywhere. But I think inclusivity in the workplace is really important. So like if, and Damon, feel free to, to jump in if you want to on this. Like how, um, how, um, how do you go about making sure that the environment particularly the businesses, become a more inclusive and welcoming place for people with disabilities? Like we had that, we really start with education, training the staff to, to make them more aware of disability issues, disability etiquette, that it's okay to, to ask uh, we need help, but don't we need help mm -hmm. uh, telling stories about our personal stories and what was okay and what was not okay. Um, but it really did, we really work on the business side of it. So we really educating the business so they know what to do to accommodate their employees. One thing that we share is that accessibility isn't one size fits all. So a lot of businesses know about the Americans with Disabilities Act and has and have, in a sense, turned that into a checklist. And so we'll talk about how accessibility is more than just that simple checklist. Now, the ADA isn't necessarily simple. It's very complex and long, but it can't encompass everybody's needs because it's just one document. And so we'll talk about how taking individuals' needs into account is super important too, and investing in accessibility now, uh, even though it's not one size fits all, the more accessibility you can invest in now, the more prepared and ready you'll be uh, into the future. And even if you yourself don't have a disability right now, you can and very likely will acquire one down the road. And so being more aware and knowledgeable of what resources and what accessibility and inclusion for the disability community looks like will not only benefit the 
disability community now, but it will probably benefit you in the future. And it will definitely benefit your bottom line, your, your dollar, because the disability community uh, is a large market. We're the third largest market in the U.S. and the third largest market worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty that's some pretty fascinating stuff um yeah your point on inclusion is so spot on it's important to just get get it up and running and just you know like not fall back on it like just keep pushing keep keep advocating because at the end of the day if you don't speak up on on issues of accessibility no change will happen it, your your voice can just make a difference it, it really can um if I could uh, just, um, if let me see how much questions I have, because um, what what can be done on sort of the what can be done to sort of eliminate sort of the, the stigma uh, for people with disabilities in the business sector? Because that part I think is really important to sort of not only examine that but sort of like like make sure that that doesn't happen in businesses or in society in general. So like from a business perspective, how do you like go about really eradicating the stigma? What steps um, should be taken in order for that not to happen? I think every piece of the business needs to be taken into consideration from the hiring process, the policy that a business has for hiring new staff, new employees, and then all the way up to the CEO and the CTO and everyone who is way up in leadership. Uh, the whole structure needs to be taken into consideration. The physical uh, accessibility, the social accessibility, and then just the environmental inclusivity altogether. Like there's so many different pieces that need to be examined when it comes to accessibility. Uh, one, going back to the hiring process uh, that businesses and organizations can look into is, is the requirements that you have listed accessible to people with disabilities or are you turning away potential employees just by what you have written. So are you requiring a driver's license? Not every person can drive. Are you requiring someone to be able to lift 50 pounds, but this has nothing to do with the job? Like the person's never going to lift 50 pounds. Uh, there are so many things that are written in that, that make people with disabilities automatically feel disqualified. And if they don't feel included in the job description, even though they fit every single other qualification, like their, their work experience, their schooling experience, background, if they fit all of those, but then the one thing is, oh, I can't drive because I'm legally blind, so I don't have a driver's license, that makes me feel a little invalidated and a little in, uh, intimidated to apply to that job. But then also, are you allowing people to disclose their disability? Uh, where is that bias at? If, if I disclose that I'm legally blind, would that 
automatically eliminate me and someone find a different reason not to hire me. So there's always that fear of disclosure. So making sure the environment of your business is super welcoming and I Hopefully you already see other employees with disabilities that feel like they've been accommodated and they fit in into the company culture. And so that would make it a, a little less intimidating to apply because you already know that people are being taken care of, that they're being welcomed into this company, this organization. And so that eliminates the fear of disclosing a disability. Um, and then also is our website accessible? Is that physical building accessible? Those are things that would start to tell, like, is this organization wanting to be inclusive, wanting to actually have me here, like making me feel validated as a person? Is this an environment that I want to put myself in? So those are, those are just some simple things. Uh, start deconstructing, start looking around, start asking employees, like, do you think we're accessible. Um, do you think we're inclusive to the disability community? We also talk about entrepreneurship and being a disability owned business. And we, we talk about how we accommodate employees and accommodate various disabilities. Our company and you that kind of model to help other businesses get ideas on how they can be more included as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think both of your points are spot on. It's really important to sort of take some steps and really figure out how to like navigate through that. And if we like can take those steps from the business side it will like certainly make a difference. It takes time, but it takes work and effort. Um, yeah. And uh, with that, I would like to thank you for your time for this podcast and your insights are very much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. All right. Talk to you. Uh, Okay, guys, that about does it for this episode of Friends with Wheels. I really got to enjoy what Damon and Cayenne had to say. They offered really good, some really good insight on topics related to disability, which I found that to be very interesting. Hope you catch another episode of Friends with Wheels. Till then, have a great day. Bye-bye.